This holy jolly Christmas special edition of the Last King podcast is brought to you by me, Ebenezer Shafiq. Toffee the Snowman. And I'm Tom on the Shelf, watching you creepily as you sleep on by. Hail Santa. Hail Santa. Hail, Hail Santa. Hello and welcome to a Jingle Bell Phil episode of the Last King Podcast. Lots of bells getting jingled this time. Yes, there you go. So, I mean, I didn't, didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, what was it again? The Toffee the Snowman? Yeah, yeah. Very nice. I can already imagine the hip-hop remix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Toffee the Snowman, I'm doing lots of blow. That's what we Lo- also call snow. Okay, anyway. And here I am, of course, a uh, special... Uh, Ring ring ding a ling ching ling ling a ling. Uh, Episode, yes. Christmas, Christmas. The one uh, Christmas spectacular. Christmas spectacular. Absolutely. And of course, um Mr. Tom. Yeah, it's me. So yep. do you miss snow and all those lovely Christmas things? No. <laughs> snow is very pretty to look at. It's a bitch to go through. It's a bitch to clean, but it's nice to actually have the cold, nice sensation. When do you need to clean off snow anyway? When I was in uh, Canada back in the day. You've never lived in snow, my friend. No, I've never. It's a I pain, did. It's a pain in, in the ass. ass. I'm proper Asian. I've never been anywhere temperamental. Okay, maybe Japan, but like the snow there was probably not like You didn't have to clean it, which was fine. Yeah, but that's the thing. <laughs> you didn't have to clean it, so it was fine. Like, snow for me growing up was, oh, it's pretty for the first six hours and then it becomes slush and ice you're like yeah. oh I have to still go to school because my fucking school board doesn't want to close because yeah. there's nice little road you really got a balance on it you know slush anyway really uh, hard to walk on to yeah. unless you buy sh- shoes your experience with snow was your time in Vancouver right? yeah about a few years back but yeah. my favourite experience of snow was one time coming home pissed at uh, my university and I slipped and landed on my coccyx <laughs> oh my and your what coccyx uh, tailbone Oh, I thought your cock stuck to the snow or something. You were, <laughs> now you're, that would be a story. Yeah, I thought you 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 just said that you peed and then the uh, the the urine and froze mid air and then you were <laughs> and then got latched to the sidewalk. It never yeah. gets that cold in the UK, thank God. <laughs> is it true that probably it, in Ukraine maybe? In Ukraine, <laughs> maybe. No. Oh, it gets cold over there. Yeah. Over there, well, you know, not as cold as man's, cause man's never cold. Man's are not man's hot. Are hot. <laughs> okay, man's so hot. this is a very extra special not only yuletide themed episode of the Last King podcast where we are gonna give thanks and talk about all the things we've been grateful for in 2017 which has been a rumper bumper roller coaster of a year oh absolutely okay? i mean like we started off with one of the biggest election mishandlings or if not one of the, the worst ever like uh, presidential announcements of all time oh jesus but there's a lot of pop culture goodness <coughs> that happens so we should celebrate on that right it depends on where you go okay, and also point. like i mean there's a lot of deaths right this year no not as much as last not year. as last not as much as last no. year it was a real like yeah yeah it was like a real slaughtering field and now it's just like oh the ones in our life they're kind of perverts <laughs> Uh, not the wholesome from, kind from, from people to monsters more yeah. or less I mean, I would say that that's like, a different kind of death when I mean, you think about it this is gonna be an opportunity for the Last King Podcast to kind of address the things that happened this year in 2017 the good things the good, good things good and yeah maybe kind of stuff that took us by surprise like stuff that maybe we feel like you know the, didn't get enough shine on previous yeah. episodes mm-hmm. because like as everybody knows you know like we already did a lovely 
epic mega packed episode of Star Wars for you guys. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay. That went on much longer than we expected. And yeah. all, all the pork talk really way, made me way hungry. Way too much pork <laughs> humor. Okay, we yeah. apologize to all There was you. just the right amount of pork humor. I yeah. will not apologize for that. I think you're right, you know. <laughs> I'm just more hungry just thinking about pork. Not stuff. enough Wookiee humor, I would say. No, but if yeah. anything, uh, in 2017... We used to many jokes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Eccentric thunder with the bad jokes. Thank hey. you, sir. Keeping it in tandem with the last king here. So I mean, I would want to say like, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's been quite a year. I mean, Harvey Weinstein, net neutrality. What else can we talk about? Like, I mean, there's been so many things that's been in the news, but also at the same time, we're like, no, there's stuff like, I mean, I'm pretty sure we could address or we could talk about but I mean yeah. I don't know Last King fans I mean is that the kind of show you want from us because we're really happy talking about all the stuff that technically don't really matter like yeah it's like Marvel movies and video games right, we could <laughs> just talk about how we're all catering off towards nuclear war <laughs> or we could talk about hey X-Men they're gonna be in Disney movies now eventually Bye. eventually technically yeah. and Bob Iger says that Deadpool still will have an R rating Mm. So he <laughs> descended down from Mount Disney to say, "We will not make it boring," and then reascended. Yeah. Anyone can say that. It's just you gotta show it, man. Just do do your best. Man, Actually, I fucking hope so. Yeah. Maybe what we can do is we can also start off with the like. I mean, besides the things that happened in 2017 that either were like amazing, but like maybe what's the, like what's the major bummer for you for 2017, Mr. Toffee? Wow, bummers. What's that one thing that like? That, like you know fuck you 2017 I'm glad like I, I survived that wow that's a tough one honestly I mean um, anything that happened in like for me my major bummer is the fact that we lost uh, Malcolm Young mm. oh yeah that, really, that was the major bummer of 2017 for me because the thing is like we all heard news that uh, he was suffering from a little bit of dementia and yeah. he was like pretty much I mean and then like it kind of took me by surprise. I didn't think that it happened so quickly after that dementia announcement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was only huh. a few weeks ago. Like, when we just finished recording, it just popped up on one of our news feeds. And also at the same time, it's like, I mean, I do know, like, Brian Johnson, like, the, the current singer for ACDC, has been yeah. suffering from certain hearing problems, and, like, that forced him to retire. Yeah. And, like, okay, they found, I would say, I mean, a questionable replacement. But at the same time, Axel Rose is probably the closest raspy kind of... <laughs> He's, yeah. he's got the kind if of he can still I mean do his that. voice maybe not the high pitch stuff mm-hmm. but no. I'm pretty sure like I didn't hear his version of Thunderstruck yet you know because the thing is I has don't he know, done one I don't know I, maybe I, have, have, is there live footage of Axel Rose singing for ECDC yet there probably is by now but probably not a good quality though so we'd have to wait for when they do like the DVD like a tribute uh, thing maybe yeah. Or like the DVD of the tour like that inevitably comes out so they will find like a good copy I mean like one thing I want to kind of really highlight is the fact that Mr. Malcolm Young, okay, God rest, rest in peace on your highway to hell. Yeah. One of the most steady, most reliable, one of the leanest motherfuckers, one of the best rhythm guitar players, oh, hands yeah. down, yeah. all time. Like, he locked in with the drums and the bass. He was a, he was a professional through and through. And he didn't desire the, like, the, the spotlight as Mr. Like, Angus Young. Yeah. You know, with the schoolboy shtick and going out in front and doing solos. But he was there. He was the one guy you could depend on to keep the song in tune, in check, on pitch, in time. They are probably the most important part of any band. Like, you know, anyone could be a lead, lead guitarist going there looking all cool, but you need to almost like make you sure it doesn't get derailed. You need to just lock up right in the yeah. back. Yeah, just right. say, okay, go show, but we're going to make sure the song actually fucking works. I mean... Yeah. And the thing is, I also, I mean, I was paying attention to this story for a bit, and then, like, I mean, there was, like, uh, photos that emerged from the funeral, 
and like one of the most touching things of all time is like seeing uh, like the surviving brother Angus yeah. bury his brother with his guitar oh, that touring guitar that, that legendary whoa man I mean like please do not grave dig that thing you motherfuckers <laughs> I'm pretty sure I mean this is he's, they're from Perth they're Australian boys yeah. Yeah, yeah and like you know I mean man like they don't get enough love because I feel like they're one of those bands where I don't think they ever reached like super high heights and it kind of just like steadily just stayed there. I would say, I mean, like maybe not the same level as like a Metallica or maybe an Iron Maiden. Yeah. But I'm sure they're the kind of band who still fills out arenas. Well, it's like The Who um, never got a number one single, but they still fucking fill up when they tour. Well, the two that are left. It's like Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey. Yeah. Like, oh man. Like, wasn't the, the bass player who passed away? John and Whistle, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. He was the last one to pass away. And if anything is like, you know, I mean, like, to me as an older statesman, one of the, the older guy on the Last King podcast, I mean, like, there's been many talk about seeing our music, our favorite musicians pass away. I yeah. mean, like, if anything, I want to talk more about music in future, hopefully. Maybe in 2018, I would like to have nice little uh, bumper episodes where we talk about, you know, music instead of video games and movies. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. would be, that, be good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know uh, Mr. Toffee. Oh, so, my sad moment. Yeah, what's that one thing that happened this year that made you go like, oh, fuck this year? Yeah, well, I think, I can't really call it sad per se, it's more like disappointing mm-hmm. to the point where uh, I was actually expecting to watch an anime that really, well, I would be interested in, but so far I found nothing. Or the fact that, um, I mean, it's expected that the Ghost in the Shell remake was not good. You're but that was about probably... the Scarlett Johansson Yeah, film? the Scarlett Johansson one. In what? a small little way, I kind of wanted to work, but I knew it wasn't going to. But maybe there's a small part of my heart to say that, yeah, this could work, but no, it didn't. It bored the shit out of most of us anyway. So oh, that was your yeah. worst moment of 2017. That's the thing, I can't really find anything that's really stood out to me. I'm just really scraping at the bottom of the barrel here. Well, you've had a pretty good year if your worst is that Ghost in the Shell wasn't kind of yeah. boring. Yeah, I mean, there was no one, I mean, I mean, who else passed away this year, come to think of it? Ooh, quite uh, a few people. Quite a few people, but not as bad as it was in 2016. That I mean, yeah, worst. no Prince died this year. Yeah. <laughs> and David Bowie you know, and all that, you oh, know. Oh, God. So. Maybe you can mention that your worst moment of 2017 was when they drudged up the images of David Bowie and Prince during the death of Superman section oh god in oh, yeah. they disappeared <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. Oh, alright like oh you know like, I guess that was tasteless in the sense tasteless yeah. that was fucking insulting that's yeah, what it was tasteless yeah. yeah I mean like Superman doesn't even play guitar <laughs> <laughs> sure he's but, got the flashy outfit <laughs> yeah and then I want to bring up Mass Effect and Andromeda but you've already talked about that in Fuck length that game still there you go and here's the thing like people are trying to convince me after patch after like a, a certain <laughs> A few bug fixes in the church, like, oh, they fixed the game? Mm. No, no, no. They've abandoned it. Things falling through the floor is a major problem. Having a very boring game where you literally do nothing? (laughs) You can't patch that shit. You can't patch that. Yeah, literally. I guess the one other disappointing thing is also, Xbox hasn't really had a really good year, and I'm actually kind of rooting for those guys. They cut off Scalebound. They only released an Xbox One X, and not much happened between that time when they released it and earlier on this year. Almost zero fanfare, because there's no like tie-in game to like. I mean, the only game that we played was like from Xbox was Yeah, I, you know, I feel sad for them. Like, yeah. do you remember when the 360 launched? That was like a wake-up call, Halo, you know? Halo, Halo yeah. And... Or even the first Xbox when Halo was announced. Yeah. I mean, in Singapore, I mean, I know in Singapore it was a big I mean, deal, but not in Malaysia. Even game. the original Xbox One had not great launch titles, but it had something. Yeah, had yeah. Sunset Overdrive, and what was the other game? Sunset Overdrive, Killer Instinct, which was great. Halo so Five. 
Halo 4, no, Halo 5, you're right. Yeah. That was also delayed. And until... Killer Instinct, now available on Steam. Yes. Ooh. The preferred platform if you want yeah. like no latency issues and yep. you don't have to pay for online. Yeah, yeah. But here, I, when we saw that, when we went to the Microsoft office party, because, you know, we're big we're dicks here. important people. Yeah, yeah, we are, we are, yes. Swilling around, being all media types. Swilling, not shilling. Exactly. <laughs> There's a important difference. Yeah. They had Cuphead and... The PUBG, PUBG. And PUBG, yeah. And that was actually the worst version of PUBG. And that was it. That was the early access game book right now. It looked not bad, I would have to say. Like, obviously, you know, graphics aren't super important, especially mm. in a game which is using the armor engine for fuck's yes. sake. But the details are pretty good. I mean, it was a bad place to play it because you need to hear what's going on, mm. and you can't when the people are talking like, "Oh, my favorite Xbox," and they're saying to the various PR people when you try to like say, oh, "Please give me a free Xbox One X." <laughs> yeah. Where is it? It should be in real anytime soon, right? Mm. But the whole point is, um, the whole point is that I feel that if Microsoft does not step up the game next year, I really <coughs> fear for them. This, so it's kind of disappointing that they're not like the powerhouse that they were. Like they're being trounced by of all people, Nintendo, and to to uh, to an extent, uh, PlayStation earlier on. But you also have to understand that Nintendo did destroy all the consoles in the last generation with the Wii. Uh, not say Wii no, U. No, no, no. Uh, I'm thinking this year, I'm talking about yeah, the context but this of this year. This year, like when the Xbox One really came out. Slated, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like, PS4 when it came out, really strong. Yeah. I mean, Super strong. strong. And it petered out when the VR stuff came in in the middle yeah, or so. Yeah, there was a, like, a severe on. lack of focus there because, yeah. I mean, I do <coughs> get that for large electronic companies, it's like to sell the latest hardware, to sell mm-hmm. how are we going to sell product to people, right? And, like, I don't know. I mean, but to me, I don't want the Xbox One. I mean, the Xbox want to fail totally. Yeah, I want them to at least have a fighting chance or at least I have something good happening they next will year. be fine because uh, it might just be more of a sleeper hit. Like, it won't have like a big explosion. But remember, with the Xbox One, like, yeah, it had much lower sales than the PS4. But it started catching up once people went, oh, they're actually good games on here. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's, just, it's really important to have a good first impression. You don't go onto E3 and say, oh, it has to always be online. It always has to be on. Uh, you have to check in once a day. Connect has yeah, to be involved. There's something with the marketing of yeah. Xbox that always leaves a bad taste in the mouth because it's like they weren't sure what their vision was, but at least they had that when they, they had were, the Xbox One. X. They were trying too much to get away with some shady shit. Yeah, and all they had to do was say, "We're not doing that," mm-hmm. and they won E3. Even though I hate that term. I mean, so. nobody really wins E3, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it. it's all a bunch of promises, and then you gotta follow it up next year or so. I mean, like, there's been no more announcements <coughs> for games in the future. Like, Crackdown's supposed to be a thing, it's, right? It's supposed to be this year, but they delayed it. Yeah. Scalebound? No, that was cut off. So, I mean, that's what I'm really worried about for Xbox. Forza 7 came out. That was alright. It was I mean, actually it was good. Right, it was but you good. can get on PC too, right? Um, no. It's a cool cross-platform thing. You gotta have Windows 10 for that. So, yeah. it's on Windows also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, not on Steam? No, no, not no. Gonna it's not going to be on Steam at all. Because no. Microsoft needs to keep their ecosystem. They need the exclusives, exclusives, yes. They need the exclusives. But also at the same time, I mean, like, I mean, it's Christmas right now. Like, I don't see Xboxes being, like, the stocking stuffers. Yeah, yeah, at I mean, all, yes. But, but we know what because, is. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, you know, what's easier to sell to a parent? Pay $600, you get a console that doesn't even need to be on a TV, so your little piece of shit can go sit in the corner and you can watch your Chinese dramas or whatever the fuck it is people watch. But I would say this, Or right. get this console and you need to get a 4K TV, 
so yeah. that your piece of shit which is an easier be racist yes. on youtube yeah <laughs> but i'm pretty sure I'm, I'm not speaking on all parents but maybe the the local parents the asian parents here i would say like you know calling something an xbox one x is very confusing oh yeah because <laughs> then like you know i mean remember the joke you made where like oh yeah now the name like now their names are gamer tags or yeah something, right so like the, the next Xbox be... One's name is a gamer tag thing <laughs> yeah. too. XX underscore Xbox One. Yeah. Hashtag blow me sixty nine four twenty XXX. So yeah, two thousand seventeen. Microsoft had a pretty shitty year. The Xbox. Let's hope it turns upside. I hope that they have a good win up updraft like next well, year. I just want better game releases next yes. year <laughs> because this has been fairly weak this year for good uh, AAA titles. Not really. I, not, 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 not if you're year. Nintendo. Well, but yeah. Well, look, Nintendo is its own little thing now. Yeah, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, and I mean, the, early in the year was oh, really early, strong. Early in the year was pretty good, but then it stopped in May, and then we had to wait until October before we got anything. But I'm actually about. quite grateful for that because basically a lot of the AAA titles are about forty to sixty hours in between. No, oh, yeah. It's yeah. nice to have like an entire Some break, break in the middle in for let's like complete these games. Yeah, know? but also at the same time, I do get what you're saying because I mean like. 2007, 1997, like, I thought this would be, like, the trilogy. That yeah. Every year with the 7 would be nothing but amazing games. I mean, like, if you remember 2007, it's like Halo. And well, all you still have good games. This seems more one-sided for a, a, for particular competitors. I think, like, maybe the discussion, especially on the Last King podcast, further on, right, is, like, we're not even going to talk about the platforms. We're going to mm-hmm. talk yeah. about, all right, okay, so this company and this company don't get along. We don't get this game for some reason. Mm. Why? But then again, hey... Okami's finally on Steam. Yes, took them to... took them a while. Yeah, on PC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if anything, yes, you know, like you know, uh, I would really love for Tom to play that yeah. because the thing is, I know how you feel about it. Yeah, I know how I feel about it. You have no idea what this game's about. Well, right? you know, when I we when we come back after Christmas, uh, I'll give you my opinions. Uh, but are you aware of the cultural significance of this game? Mm, no. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> you are the pers- the best person to play this. Actually, speaking of which, Tom, Yo. what is your most disappointing or worst thing about 2017? Besides you Brexit. Um, oh, besides. <laughs> well, I thought Brexit was. Oh, yeah, oh that Brexit's in a shambles. That David Davis lied and got away with it. That Theresa May is still in office. That Ajit Pai is a piece of shit and revealed that neutrality. Notice the two of us and all this is just flying over. It's just like oh, okay. I get some words, but yeah, I. He's really saying gotta... things now. <laughs> we nod in approval. Yes. The world is a shit show, and that makes me sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I mean... Uh, Aside from real-world problems... Uh, I mean, if you want to go off on it, I don't mind. But, I mean... Uh, because the thing is, you are kind of displaced. Because all this is happening in your home country, far, far away. Yeah, I mean... You are in Singapore, and you're like a spectator to the obliteration of your, of your hometown. Yeah, and it's just like... Every single bit of news I get, I just get so angry. I mean, like, definitely Shit, one of the lowest points was the Grenfell fire, which... Yes, you've told me about this. Yeah, so. uh, I also showed you guys. For those of you that I don't know, a tower block in uh, London just caught fire. And it was one of those places, like, low cost, where... Council housing, pretty much, where mm-hmm. you go when you don't earn very much, and they kind of subsidize your housing. So, like, kind of like the projects for American listeners. Kind of. A good 53 people died. And because people were trying to save money. Yeah, it was because like they were clad in stuff which was illegal by EU regulations, uh, but they just used it anyway to save money, like not even a lot of money. And also, this was the one you know, tower block in an area which had become super gentrified. Mm. Like this is near Chelsea, okay. like you know where all the footballers and their wives live. Is and like it, North London, or yeah, Northish London, okay. and so. This was like a last place where people can actually afford to live. And just the response has been absolutely atrocious. 
like with the government dragging its feet, Labour is using it as like a not a tool to say, oh, you don't care about the people, but using it for their own terms. Like, yeah. fuck the UK, man. I mean, the thing is, maybe I mean we don't discuss this so much. I mean, like yeah. we do every once in a while mention certain political things that irk us. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like this affects you personally. Yeah. And, like, I'm really interested. I'm quite intrigued to know is like. I mean, your thoughts on Brexit and, I mean, are you one of the people... Oh, how long do you have, my friend? I, I mean, I will say, I know it's a very unfair for me to say, like, give me the five-minute version of this to- of this topic. I'll... But at least, maybe, like, for us here in Asia or for, like, people who have no idea what's going on in the UK, could you, like, maybe just break it down into, like, simple, like, uh, bite-sized, like, you know, s- statements? Okay, so... The basic concept is that what we have is the EU, which is like this kind of like ASEAN, but a bit more integrated, where there's a single currency, where there's free market trading, it means there's no shipping costs. That's very easy to, if, say, I'm from the UK and I want to go live in Germany and work there, there's no visa things I have to sign, there's no, like, you know, various things, like, there's the interview, but that's it. I can go there and I have immediate right to work and live and do whatever the fuck I want. So, unified Europe? Yeah, pretty much. And the UK said, we don't want that. We don't want, you know, bureaucrats in Brussels ruling us. We are Britannia. Britannia rules race. <laughs> and they had this stupid thing last year, which was a referendum, which got passed by the skin of their teeth, 48, 52%. And now they're acting like, oh, it was a badly worded thing saying, do you want to not be part of the European Union? Nothing about the single market, nothing about the customs union, which is like boring things, but fairly important. And so now... I mean, nothing about even the fallout if this passes. Yeah. Like, they didn't seem prepared at all. Oh, that. no. They have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Like, <clears throat> one of the recent things that came out was that what they're meant to do is they're meant to uh, look at the impact of these things that happen. It's a standard thing where before a government does anything, they say, right, let's study what can possibly happen and that write whole papers. Nothing of that was done for Brexit. And the best analogy I've heard is it's like a middle-aged guy divorcing his wife because he's really excited about who he might find on Tinder. Oh, yeah. oh man. So it's like, <laughs> it could be an absolute success. It could be the best thing. We could have the second British Empire. Or Possib- it could be the worst. Yeah. Or, which is most likely to happen, we're going to make it slip into like a shadow of what it once was and it'll have to rejoin the EU on the worst terms or be like what Norway is now. So. Like, I'm not doing a very good job explaining it because I am very personally attached to it and I have very strong feelings, but yeah, it's just 2017 is disappointing because I'm remembering that that is a thing that's happening in the country I grew up in and it makes me want to just tear up my passport, I'll be honest. I mean, should we put blame squarely on the people who put this into action or the people who voted for it? Because it did get a significant amount of attention. It got vote, but because of misinformation, because there was a focus on things which weren't a problem, but they were saying like, oh, this is about immigration. This is about, you know, people coming to take your jobs. It wasn't like actually, actually, you know, most of, most uh, immigration was coming from other sources, which, you know, we had the right to control our own borders. Like, we can control immigration without having to leave the EU. Like, that was fucking stupid. And, uh, yeah, it was misinformation. And the referendum only happened because the former leader of the government wanted to stop an internal quarrel within his party. Is this Farage or this is Boris? The, No, this is uh, David Cameron. Oh, my God. Oh, and he retired straight yeah, away, right? He basically... He retired after he said, that. Yeah, yeah, he basically said, okay, we'll do this to stop backbenchers from shouting in my ear. <laughs> and as soon as it passes, okay, not my problem. Bye bye. Jesus. What really a, screw you guys. Yeah. I'm going yeah. What a cunt. <laughs> I mean, fuck the Tories, you know, in general, but fuck him in particular for settling us with this piece of shit and giving us Theresa May. 
what is up with that woman? <laughs> like, she is just the most ineffectual, useless person. She's so boring and bland and incompetent. Like, her only strength is that you can punch her in the face and she carries on walking. <laughs> right, she's resilient. That's her only strength. It's like the Terminator. No, no, she's British steel. No, she's like kick-ass. Oh, like, man. completely useless apart from the fact that he doesn't feel pain because his nerves were broken. So, I mean, I want to ask you another thing. Like, <coughs> sorry, as down and dire as this all sounds, right? Is yeah. there at least hope for all of this? I mean, is there anything that people can do to make sure that none of this shit gets any worse? Uh, is 2018 looking okay? No, because like the opposition also wants Brexit because they're spineless cowards. Uh, uh, basically, all we can really just do is brace ourselves because VAT, like everything's going to become more expensive because they're like, oh, we now need to pay duties for shit we bring in from Europe. Uh, but no, right. they absolutely need us more than we need them. So, like, I mean, the, the more important question is, who's benefiting from all of this, apparently? Rupert Murdoch and rich p- friends. I guess so. Like, so, it's only rich people benefiting from this. Mm. Right. So, yeah, this was uh, Brexit Corner. <laughs> um, pop culture stuff that disappointed me. Uh, I mean, I think yeah. it's very unfair that none of us mentioned the buyout. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, one right. of the biggest, like, you know, lovely... No, I mean, we teased it a little bit in last episode, but like... I felt that was more like... $52 billion? Dollars? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That so, was more like a mixed reaction and more disappointing. Look, there are maybe one or two good points from it. The rest, it's horrifying. Because it's not just that, you know, they now have the rights to X-Men and Fantastic Four. It's now they have the controlling stick of Hulu. And do you know what that means? You want to watch anything Disney-related? You better get a Hulu account. Mm-hmm. Not only that, because the thing is, they also kind of mentioned that Disney wants to do their own streaming service. Yeah. I mean, what's to stop them? They might just kill Hulu for that. Or they could have Hulu for other shit, and then for Disney exclusive shit, the Disney XM whatever pro- platform. Yeah, they'll split it up and people just want to pay you, money for it's it. It's like cable TV all over again. You don't buy the one thing, you buy the many different versions of yeah, the Yeah, you have to buy cable packages for streaming video. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like we're going back to the past for some reason. I mean, speaking of going back in time, going back to the stupid Dark Ages, fucking net neutrality fell apart. Uh. Uh. Okay, and that happened very recently. As we were recording the last, like the the last Jedi episode. Yeah. I mean, the the news just came out like a few days. Like, wow, they did it. Yeah. And it was three against two or something. Yeah. Like. And it was Ajit Pai and his two lackeys. Fuck that guy. Who oh, so celebrated by doing guy, the Harlem Shake. Fuck that guy. <laughs> he celebrated by doing the Harlem Shake. So. Not- oh, what was that? What was what? What was that with that Basically, video? Basically, him being a smug piece of shit, saying, "Oh, look at the things you can still do with net neutrality. You can still look at the internet." Yeah, that was never. The, the point. That wasn't <laughs> our issue. The issue was making us pay more. You Verizon lackey. <laughs> yeah. So like oh, this thing, like this I is, hope he dies in a fire. Nah, come on. At least something falls on him. That's yeah. Way more painful. Yeah. He might survive the fire. Death by pork. <laughs> Death by pork. Or Wookie. Angry yeah. zombie pork. I would love for yeah. Peter Mayhew to arrive out of nowhere and rip his arms. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But if anything, I mean, uh. I mean, I want to tie this in with kind of like the Disney merger because imagine we live in a world where we don't have net neutrality, where like content on the internet is paid for, like speed and bandwidth is tiered payments. Yeah. And all of a sudden Disney is like, oh, you want to watch this? You have to pay extra. You have to pay extra for the high quality, fast streaming version, or maybe wait half an hour and then we'll stream it to your device. Oh, you don't have this device? You need to buy this device. Yeah. 
And I was like, okay, only this device has this kind of internet. How long will it be until Disney buys a hardware manufacturer? I have no idea. How long will this? How long will it be until Disney becomes Skynet, where they they just it's rule? Probably five years, happened. maybe. We'll see. Right, you know what would be really years. terrifying? What? what if Disney buys Apple? <laughs> oh my god! I think god. they can. They probably they not too far try. away. Because I would say that would be the next smart move to do. Because once you have all the media, you need to have all the media platforms. Yeah. So soon, I could be working for the mouse. Oh yeah. <laughs> The apple and the mouse hand in hand. Yeah. My my iPhone will look a little funny. Actually, I can already imagine like the parody version <coughs> of like fucking Snow White holding the Apple logo. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god, that'll be a image. Oh no. So yeah. like yeah, I mean I love the fact that maybe it's very convenient that all my entertainment comes from one source. Yeah. Because I literally complained back in the day like oh you need to get Amazon Prime, Hulu, and the Netflix to enjoy all the content. And they're like, oh, if only everything was on Steam, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, why do we have EA Origins? But then, morons out there, you need to understand things like antitrust and a monopoly, yeah. yep. and basically, competition actually makes things better and cheaper too. You know, in a way. we don't yeah. want to live in a world where it's like, you know, Coke versus Pepsi. We well, want other things. I can you imagine if it's only Disney making, like, in terms you understand, only Disney making superhero movies, like which they are kind of doing right yeah, now. Yeah, it's like it, like. It's only that style, so like, even though DC has problems, they have their own style. Fox has their own style. Sony is the... I guess Sony could the, have the their special own style. child on the short bus, yeah. but have their own style. <laughs> like, imagine we... Like, I love Marvel movies, but they're getting very similar. The template is there. Yeah. yeah, yeah we've yeah. mentioned this several times. On the the Marvel burn will be heavier yeah, when this happens. Even though you have like special things with James Gunn and Taika Waititi, you're still like, that's a Marvel movie. Right. No yeah, there's something very recognizable and very, I mean, affected by it in the same. But it also, I almost mentioned this like, uh, people are like celebrating for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a lot of like, you know, f- talk on Facebook, especially people like, oh, finally, the X Men get to join like the Avengers. It's yeah. so short sighted. It's just. Yeah. yeah. It, might be, it might be good now, but later on, you're gonna get everything all it's from Disney. Willful ignorance. Yeah. I mean, like. Uh, I would say this right like Fox actually had an animation studio that could compete with Disney on a certain level Ooh, I mean I'm, they had their version uh, of Anastasia they had their own kind of Fox princess and there was yeah. a Titan A and Titan A which is a very underrated show yeah. came out in around 97 or 98 wow that was a good show that was quite a while back but the point is now they're all under the Disney brand I mean, under the banner and that includes things like the Aliens franchise that includes things like freaking uh, I mean what was it again? Uh, Futurama. Futurama now belongs to them. Simpsons. Yes, oh God, the Simpsons. the Simpsons. Family Guy. Family Guy. Oh They're yeah. They're all under the too. Disney umbrella. It's like no company should be this powerful. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's like maybe. <coughs> I mean, this is the future we live in because the thing is, everything is becoming ubiquitous, but also. Now they're able to charge you. And you know the worst thing? I uh, this is a conspiracy theory, but I think it's true. Part of his son is because Rupert Murdoch fell out with his son James, and rather than fire him, he just sold his company rather than give it over. Really? Yeah. He's that much of a prick. Oh no! Like, <laughs> there's then a... again, he did start Fox News. Yeah. There's <laughs> a there's a famous story where Rupert Murdoch fell out with his boat captain, so rather than fire him, he sold the boat because he just <laughs> oh. can't do confrontation. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Then again, he's married to a Singaporean woman. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> and you can't do confrontation. But then again, I see that now. <laughs> the passive aggressive way of dealing things. Well, I mean, like, I mean, let's maybe wrap up this very first segment of this uh, very, this very dire, down. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're supposed it's to be a, a Christmas it's, episode. It's okay. We're gonna go upwards. We're supposed we're to be celebrating upwards. chestnuts roasting on open pork. Yep. <laughs> I mean, if anything, like, okay, tell you what, let's wrap this up. Okay, so 2017, lots of ups and lots of downs few downs that yep. we had to kind of address yeah. yeah but okay maybe in the next segment we're gonna be definitely talking about the one thing that, took that us by surprise. gave us hope that you yep. really enjoyed and yeah. the ups, the and ups. Yeah. yeah definitely so uh tune in after this very special message from uh i don't know maybe a porg <laughs> <laughs> or santa hail santa hail santa hail santa the true commercialism <laughs> And welcome back to our Christmas Spectacular Saving Show. Hail Santa. Hail Santa indeed. Are we saving? Who are we saving? I thought we were supposed to save Jesus. Saving Pogs, obviously. Save Pogs. <laughs> yeah. We have Pogs on our mind. They're, they're the Christmas gonna... miracle of 2017. I thought they are the Christmas dinner. They're replacing <laughs> the turkey. <laughs> Dude. The turkeys are quite adorable too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about it, yeah. sir. But no. But pork's come plentiful. And hey, have you seen pigs? They're fucking cute. And delicious. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, last. So, you think porks are white or red meat? Oh, fuck it. (laughs) They're obviously white meat. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you just come in like, duh, of course. But But we we saw a cooked one. Yes. They're technically birds, right? Yeah. They flap around. They yeah. like birds are white meat, right? So, yeah. yeah birds sure. are white meat. Yeah. But you can get darker meat uh, birds. Like, like uh, pigeons a bit darker. Or the ostrich. Mm. <laughs> ostrich. <laughs> now, oh. ostrich is good meat. That, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a drop right there. So, uh, speaking of meat, I guess. No. That's a really bad segue. So, we were on a bit of a downer in the last uh, So, we're going to turn that yeah, frown. this is all your fault, Brexit. Yeah. Thanks a lot for no, that. No, we're going to turn that frown upside down. Yeah, so, so to uh, try to not end this uh, year on such a shit note. And our lives. And our lives. <laughs> we're going to talk about things that happened in 2017 that put a smile on our face. That, yeah. uh, you know, lifted us up. That, you know, made us go, huh, this world is good. It's going to be a very special, uh, very personal, talking about our feelings moment. Yeah. Something that we do every year. It's been a tradition here at the Last King Podcast. Now there's three of us. Wait, we didn't do this last year? No, yeah. I don't think we... Tom wasn't around yet. Tom joined yeah. us mid-season. So yeah. I would say, like, yes, you know, let's keep the tradition alive. So yeah. we're going to start off with uh, the newest member to the podcast. Yes. So Tom. <coughs> so what is your happiest or most surprising moment? Uh, my happy moment of 2017 would be when I finally got my gaming laptop. Yay. Yay. That was the middle of this year or? That was around September time. It was, part of it was a Christmas, sorry, birthday present from my wife. And most of it it's, uh, I'm paying her back for. And it's the first time I've had a gaming machine in a long time. <coughs> I, I had my own PC back in uh, Belgium when I was doing my masters, but I had to leave it behind because I came with a suitcase. So let's talk about the specs. Now, okay, let's talk about the shit PC here in Belgium. Mm-hmm. I had a pretty decent PC. What was it? Uh, it was a, a custom built one. I had. Intel or AMD, sir? Uh, Intel. Uh, it was the one before Skylake, like 5th gen. Uh, Ivy Bridge or Sandy Bridge? Oh, Haswell. Haswell, yeah. It was that black 8-core uh, one that they came out Ooh. with. Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, and uh, I mean, 
the did you put it together yourself or oh yeah it? put it together myself that was two hours of uh, my time just getting very frustrated I would say like for the last game fans right so what is your uh, motherboard brand of choice <laughs> uh, I, I like Asus it's a, it's a bit lazy but you know they, Asus they, 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 do, they do decent ones I, I know they're not the best but you know that they will work most of the time when you get them out of the box I mean what they're about they're pretty reliable at least from my experience too I would say this about the Asus like there are a lot of skews for just like that one there are chipset which gets very <laughs> annoying because yeah. they have like deluxe edition, premium edition, double deluxe edition, and then the master edition. Oh, hey, what? You, you got to make money. I know, but it's like okay, this one doesn't have a sound card. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah. Now, thankfully, I found one who that did, and um, I mean, it was good. Uh, I made a slight mistake by not going for NVIDIA uh, GPUs. You got an AMD. AMD, the the seven nine hundred series. They're actually pretty decent if you think about it. Yeah, I for its time, for its time. For its time, I feel like I got like previous gen ones because it chugged a bit at some at some of the like more intense games. What was the Nvidia equivalent at the time? Was it the six sixties? Probably right, or maybe I think it was six, the seven series. The like, seven hundred series just yeah. came out. That was around. That was like the ones that just launched uh, when I built got it together. I remember like a lot of seven eighties flew off the shelves because people were modding Skyrim. Like that was the yeah. first like. Mm-hmm. This is the first time where we needed a GPU to play a game a certain way. Yeah. But also at the same time, I mean, uh, so <coughs> besides that, uh, your your keyboard and mouse of choice. Uh, I'm guessing you're more of a Corsair guy. No. Well, my my uh, my case was Corsair. Um, I'll be oh, honest. Wait, which one? Uh, the 200 with the carbide. The carbide one. Yeah, it's the one we had the clear side. They all have clear sides here. Just ask for it. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 I just wanted a case because before that I had an Alienware, mm. which I'd last made last for about four or five years. Okay. And then I tried to upgrade the uh, video cards. Went, oh, you have a shit factor ATX. That's good to know. <laughs> and so uh, I had to, you know, rebuild pretty much. So I used the Alienware uh, screen and uh, mouse and shit just because I was too lazy to buy a new keyboard and mouse. Oh, okay. I mean, but you didn't jump on the like mechanical bandwagon or anything yet, right? <sighs> So because it was I'm, a pretty penny back then, I was. Oh yeah, because you know, this is me still as a student. I didn't have a lot of money to burn, right. and I'd already spent a good seven hundred pounds on components. Let's translate that into Singapore dollars. That's at the part. time fourteen hundred dollars. Sounds about right. Yeah. Least. So I I couldn't justify spending more money when I had something which worked fine. Mm-hmm. So, if maybe I'd kept it, I might have eventually swapped out for a good mechanical keyboard and a better gaming mouse. But they were fine for what I had. Mm. But I had to leave that behind. It's now I think my brother has it, and I'm trying to convince him to buy it off me. I mean, it's still a solid rig. I it's, mean, you can play some AAA games in medium settings. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't catch up anymore. But you know, that's just a matter of changing out the GPUs and getting more uh, space in. But that's what I like about technology nowadays, because basically, you, you just need to switch out the GPUs. Because do you feel also that like? Especially with Intel AMD, that mini arms race they're having. Yeah. Like, it's coming to a weird kind of Cold War stalemate where, yeah, we're not breaching 4.5 gigahertz, we're not breaching 5 gigahertz. We're still kind of hovering around the same clock I think speeds. it's because at the point now where, you know, the, the chip, when the chips are designed, the, the capacitors are so close together that if you try to clock in any more right now... It's going to melt like lava. Yeah, they just catch fire. <laughs> so until we make quantum computing cheap, I think that's going to be the hard... Uh, Top tier. And there's one us. thing I want to like kind of also address is the fact that it's weird that we lo- now live in a world where like the Intel machines are the one that are burning up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, the this be- is the weird world we live in. Because everybody was talking about how like AMD, oh, these things are gonna- these are all like what suckers. They they they'll definitely you know leave a hole in not only your wallet but in your walls or right? yeah. in your sockets. 
And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Intos are the ones that are heating up. And, I don't know, I mean, there was that bullshit about, what was the, the generation where, well, basically, you just can't overclock shit properly anymore. I think it's the most recent one. It's the most recent one. Yeah, right? because when I got my new laptop, I tried looking into overclocking, and mm-hmm. they pretty much said, you're shit out of luck with your processor. I mean, there's also rumors that Intel are going to do it with the KSQ altogether, right? Yeah. Like, because there's no point overclocking. It's basically going from like 3.6 gigahertz to like 4, which isn't much, but... Yeah, and that's one thing I, I'm a bit... I, not upset about, but disappointed is that my uh, GPU, my CPU clock speed is a little bit low with my new PC. Okay. It's 2.4. It's, I mean, yeah, it's not nothing, but you know. But I mean, how many cores are you running on your machine? It's... With hyper-threading? It's like 16 or maybe less? I think it's 16. I I don't have the specs on me, but... Which is also strange because we, like, it's nice to have 16 cores, but how many applications actually use more than two? (laughs) Very few. Or four, you know? It's like... It's nice to benchmark, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like... uh, Wait, it's like with razors when they say, we have five blades. Well, yeah, but I only use three on my face. <laughs> <laughs> One will work too. Exactly. <laughs> if you do it properly. But okay, you know what? Let's talk about your current rig. Yeah. I mean, it's just a gaming laptop. It's um, the GL502. It's not the part of the Predator series or anything? No. It, no, it's the... Asus yeah. is a Predator line. Yeah, Asus right? is the one of the... Pre- this is the ROG series. Oh, oh yeah, that's Asus. Asus yeah, it's wrong. ROG. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I mean, it's good. It's got a proper 1060, not an M version, like a full 1060 in a wow, laptop. Wow, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it blows me away. Like, but does it make any noise? It's actually pretty silent. All things considered, like my piece of shit Mac that we're recording on makes more noise sometimes. Yeah, but then it's a piece of shit Mac. Exactly. And it's what four years old now. Yeah. Nowadays, uh, nowadays gaming <laughs> laptops they are really trying their best to make it quiet and also big. But- they're doing, they're doing too. a good job. Oh yeah, this one was not cheaper. Because yeah. I brought up the Predator because I think I mean I probably uh, had the wrong like uh, thing in mind. But there's this Acer Predator gaming laptop that's like the size of a small minivan. Have you seen that thing? I, I have, may have seen you that. You know what I'm yes. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I reviewed back when I was still a journalist. I reviewed uh, Asus's um, machine, which was meant to, which had a 1080 mm-hmm. built in. Jesus Christ! It's like I would put it down on my table, and I I had to reach across to try and get my cup of tea while I was working. I and think... they said this is our thinnest laptop. Like, well, it's still like you know a fucking block of wood. Like, how the hell am I meant to carry this? This around? is just as bad as the MSI gaming laptop I previewed back back then. Like, it's mechanical keyboard inside, but holy shit, it's a mechanical huge keyboard inside laptop. a laptop. Yes, in a point? laptop. <laughs> Apparently they can, <laughs> they can do that. Like that. It's also not cheap too, obviously. That's dangerous almost, because all your Eternals are right nearby. All it takes is like one too hard press and then... Apparently it works. I mean, there's a way they built it where every all the CPU stuff is all away from the keyboard, obviously. But it's still big and But that's clunky so much that. wasted space to have all the vitals away from the keyboard. That's... It's either going to be super long or super deep. I mean, I just want to also bring up the fact that, you know, for something called a laptop, should yeah. it fit on a lap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, the one I That's have why right... there are some designs that are really sensible when you think about it. Don't know why the hell you're paying so much for that. Yeah, I mean, I could have gone for something which was a bit more portable, mm. but that would compromise on the performance. And right right now, yeah. I'm able to play all of the latest games. On uh, Ultra or at on, least on, high? On, on Ultra, yeah. And um, yeah, 
pretty solid, not quite 60, but you know, good 45 to 50. There's FPS. a term for this. I think they call them, they market it this way, desktop replacements. That's still a word they yeah, use. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would obviously prefer to have a proper desktop, but I can't justify it in Singapore. Yeah. Uh, there's just no space. Yeah, you can carry this anyway. If yeah, you want exactly. To. And also, if I have to move house, it's nice and easy. I can just so pick up easy. and put back down again. But I would say maybe like, how awkward would this be if you bring it to your local neighborhood coffee shop to write your like you know your next project? You know? Yeah, that's why I haven't got rid of my Mac just yet. There you go. And I fit in perfectly to Starbucks with all the other shitheads writing their screenplays, <laughs> <laughs> writing on theirs. Yeah. yeah, writing their resume is actually a part. Yeah, and I'll tell you one excellent thing about this thing. What? Well, what? European Absalus works so nicely. Of course. I think it works on a calculator. <laughs> but. Hey, Universalist is a pretty game in a sense too, right? I mean, that's some. It's a pretty spreadsheet. Up. Like, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I love this game. I'm not going to say, oh, it's a graphic master house. Like, no, it's it's a spreadsheet with a few bits that go here and there. But it's so pretty. Yeah. I mean, especially when all the numbers, like, especially your numbers, go big. Like, I was playing a game recently where I was getting so much money, like two hundred a turn. I was like, oh, it's just obscene amounts of money. <laughs> But yeah. I wanna like also mention like you reuse this as your main platform for reviewing. This is like your daily driver when you review games. Yeah. And it like, it handles like Assassin's Creed. Assassin's and, like, Creed Shadow, Shadow of War. Shadow of War ran so well. Like, oh, I'm nice. impressed. Yeah. Right, although one annoying thing is that because it's got an Nvidia chip on it, it's got that Nvidia like real sense bullshit thing. It like pops up when it starts. Again, yeah, and it, it says, "Oh, we're gonna optimize this game for you." And so I was playing Assassin's Creed. Like, why does it look like shit now? And the way they optimized it was by turning it down to low resolution. It's like to save battery and some shit. Right? Yeah, it's like that's not the point of having a gaming laptop. <laughs> Fuck you, Nvidia. Like, are you insecure about something? Speaking of insecure, they did release like the new Titan, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like a three thousand dollar. Yeah, card. it's kind of like. That's as Who much do you as want a to computer. Buy this? <laughs> How many much millionaires as... do you think need this right now? No, that's two. Uh, that's two desktops you can buy. To be honest, two yeah, medium quality desktops. Yeah. But I mean, like, sure. I... It's nice to know that exists. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's kind of like the vibe. Like, oh, cool. That's a thing. I'll never have one. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like any VR set. Where yeah. Basically, like, oh, there's this thing that you can do VR. How much is it? Arm and a leg. I need those. Yeah. So <laughs> like, the point it. of VR is to use your arms and legs while gaming. <laughs> so it's, like, it's nice to know you exist, sir. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go over here, you know, to where things I can afford. Yeah. But if anything, yeah, like, you know. Sensible, where we can use money sensibly anyway. I mean, I'm just happy that, you know, our, our own eccentric Tom finally has joined. I mean, I don't want to say. He's a PC master race, you well, know. I've, I've been <laughs> PC no, master. Let, let's not ever bring that up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm, I'm anti PC master okay, race. Okay, okay. But I've been <laughs> on the PC bandwagon since. Since I've been a gamer, like you know, yeah, I've had consoles, but my main thing has always been PC gaming. Just because it's just it's so much more fun, especially when I discovered modding. Like, yeah. yes, please. Wait, were you on the Skyrim modding bandwagon? Absolutely, like, all of us were. Right? Yeah. Who's which is your favorite ENB? Ooh. The Sweet FX or Real ENB? Uh, Diamond, I think, is my favorite. Yeah, but Diamond crashes so much. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's why I changed. Uh, but the water effects look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely. Oh man, that's one thing I want to do because they, like I'm currently running, still an Ivy Bridge. How? Mm. Because I'm an amazing overclocker. No, oh, no, okay. but if anything is like now I've been building PCs since the '90s, sir. Okay, so you know like, what you're doing. I mean, I've been overclocking and like water cooling with car parts. I'm one of those guys. I've done. Elder I want to see. So that. wait, so this computer you've because had. Before, since... Please tell me you have pictures of 
those I days. Do, I know, like my, my early rigs because because the thing is radiators didn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to use parts from like, you know, aquariums and fish tanks like water pumps. <laughs> so you it was super creative. DIY. I mean, this is early 90s, like the stupid era. Like, you kids nowadays with your all-in-one water cooling, that's very cute. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I used to cut pipes and shit. Yeah, sir. I get, actually, I get a little bit annoyed when you have like factory-made uh, liquid cooling PCs. Like, that's part of, not part of the fun is that you have to work it you out yourself. Put it together. And, and part of the fun is also the risk of, you know, fucking up and having water, like, spray over your machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, have you seen those rigs where they pretty much just, uh, just leave the whole thing in oil? The mineral oil builds? Yeah. Uh, it... To me, it's like kind of cheating because yeah. the, the, you need to have the risk of like basically, like you no know, water could fuck things up. Yeah, like you also, need to have a chance to make a really expensive mistake for it to be fun. Yeah, Ooh, but the thing is like, I mean, the only thing I can think about for mineral oil is like if you forget to plug something in, you literally mm-hmm. have to wait a week for that shit to dry. Oh, before you can man. try again. I mean, I did one mineral <coughs> oil build back in a while, almost like maybe six, seven years ago for yeah. a friend. Just for fun, yeah. And the thing is, because he had this like hollowed out fish tank, and I was looking at it, I was thinking, I can put a PC in there. <laughs> we did it, and it's like, it's a shitty PC though, but, it's, but it, it looks cool. Looks cool. Yeah. Everything's like. But the thing is, we even left the the aquarium decorations. Yeah. So there's still, oh, that's funny. <laughs> so there's still a scuba diver guy holding onto the treasure. Is chest. there like the sand as well or whatnot? Like we have pebbles and yeah, shit. The pebbles, the pebbles, the pebbles. We don't have yeah. any of the fish though. You know, they won't survive Obviously. mineral oil. They'll <laughs> <laughs> be. That's the next step. We have to breed fish to survive in mineral oil. I don't know. But condition is, them. Yeah. But there's no point doing mineral oil bits unless you're like that asshole. You yeah. Know, like, but I mean, the thing is, I'm like more of. I'm a bit sad that. There's less and less you can do to push the limits of like consumer grade electronics, yeah. especially with Intel. Like you know, we're not gonna break past ten gigahertz on a, on a because CPU it's ever. it's not possible because it's... physics and thermal dynamics. Yeah, until we work out how quantum works properly, like this is the hard ceiling we have for now. And like the one of the most annoying things is like we are all, we, it's, we're painfully aware that Intel as a company exists to sell product every year, oh, and they need to make they have a profit margin. So it's like yeah. A lot of people are kind of complaining about, oh, all these SKUs are not really that far from the previous SKU. Yeah, yeah, what else can you do? (laughs) You know, I mean, remember, like, the biggest thing of, I wouldn't say maybe late 2016, early 2017, was everything had RGB for some reason. Which was the most obnoxious (laughs) kind of, like, like, you couldn't sell us anything else. Well, it's because we're now in the Twitch generation. Yeah, we people need to have colored lights. Yeah. Like, nothing actually turned me off so many pieces like oh with customizable rgb lighting in your keyboard oh so you're taking resources away from running the fucking game i'm like saying more like what are you 12 yeah <laughs> and i mean like a backlit keyboard is sexy but for it to flicker in different like color spectrums of the rainbow do you even need that honestly no yeah one. bro <laughs> that yeah. would distract the fuck out of me yeah. You know, like especially when your Doritos chips like <laughs> fall in between the cracks. I mean, I'm one oh, of those... don't get me started. Like, I actually had that issue where something got caught on my E key, which is quite annoying because you know what button we normally use to kind of dismount and get into cars in uh, most PC gaming. The use button. Yeah, e. the yeah. E button. Yeah. And then, so I had to uh, invest in some uh, compressed air for the first time. Oh, to like get rid of the. Yeah, I had to like just spray you it. You had around. debris of of what kind? I don't know, but I ate breakfast at that PC a lot, so I suspect Sorry. that's... Oh, you gotta keep the PC Sorry. clean, man. You have to... Please game like a grown man. Put the food away. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I also use it to watch my YouTube in the morning before I go to work. Yeah, it's a laptop, right? Yeah. Mm, okay, totally appreciate it. So, 
that's uh, eccentric Tom's uh, new game. But I, I joined into gaming, and speaking of gaming, yeah, Mr. Toffee. Gaming, oh, Toffee. yes, that. Yeah, I kind of want to talk about the Nintendo Switch I bought quite a while back. Uh-huh. And no, no, the thing is, this is something that actually kept me happy the whole time. I mean, yes, I know I've talked about Nier a lot. Uh-huh. I know I've talked about Persona 5 a lot. and But I think the one console that actually stood out to me this year, and the one console that actually put a bright smile on my face, is the Nintendo Switch. Okay. And I know it's kind of like a typical kind of story, but... When's the last time you could actually bring your console out without actually having a bigger bag bigger than your a laptop bag or a PC bag or whatnot. Because I want a 3DS, sir. I know, but I'm talking more like something that you can sort of show, but at the same time, can also dock it as well, because it doesn't really need that, that much space, like the, the, the Nintendo Switch. Like, just the tablet's enough already, and the dock system as well. All you need is HDMI cable and somewhere to plug something in, I mean, right? If anything, like, we need to praise Nintendo for being able... To, I mean, just the sheer ingenuity. Yeah. yeah. Like, since the Wii... Since, like... I mean, maybe Wii, Wii U was, like, basically a, a step forward. The Wii U was the problem was it, it, even Nintendo didn't know how the hell to sell it. Honestly, I it mean, was a compa- serious misfire. Yeah, yeah. For comparison's sake, this year the Nintendo sold uh, Nintendo Switch was I think there were ten million units sold worldwide. That's impressive. Yeah, compared to the Switch, I'm uh, sorry, the Nintendo Wii U. <laughs> I think it was even a fraction of that for that particular year it came out. It didn't even hit a million for the first. Two I don't years. think so. No, and that's like it's telling that. Sometimes your marketing has to work as well as just your concept. I would also blame on the fact that the Wii U came about <coughs> too soon. You know, in it was sense, like two years after the Wii. Not only that, and three, and the, four years per se. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like a proper cycle yet. And, yeah. And the thing they only promised what Bayonetta two and what. There were a lot of other things like a Super Mario game, uh, 3D World. Um, yeah. That was a new Pikmin, and quite a number of things that didn't actually stick to my mind because they were just you know what there wasn't what there was no new uh, Zelda, Zelda game yeah. there was no Metroid game because they were holding out for this system. yeah they were yeah. holding out for this system right. after the misfire everyone yeah. could tell that this was just a tech demo that they're making us pay for so yeah. that's why no one bought it I mean it was yeah. proof of concept I mean let's yeah. just be fair about that because the thing is they were but kind of... not, you don't usually sell your yeah. proof of concept yeah I'm not denying there were well there Sega were just... existed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were some good games on the Wii U but the problem is it came way too late honestly it went Bayonetta 2 was pretty late Wonderful 101 was kind of late-ish in a and sense. it came through a very weird time because the thing is that that moment of, that time of the console generation like I would say like you know, it was the rise of the PC masteries and all that bullshit and the PS4 also was coming out around 2014 it was, it was yeah. very close to Gen 7 yeah and also like you know, I mean like we weren't doing so well in the economy and shit like that as oh well. yeah that too and if that anything too. I would it was say, 2012 right when it came out uh, 2013 yeah, so we were still... kind of recovering from something yeah. yeah so like the last thing people wanted to do was spend money on another like you know and surprisingly the PS4 it was sold like the tail end of 2013 people bought that for some too I mean I would say there are the loyalists there are the, especially the nation of Japan will always make oh, sure oh absolutely that like, the Sony Playstation makes money no this actually came out the same time as uh, the US market so everyone got their fair shake at the same time so I'm saying like nation of Japan plus wherever the yeah, loyalists the US, the US yeah. are plus I mean like I, did, I didn't get uh a PS4. I mean, like, I'm usually the kind of guy who gets every console for every generation, but this is the one time where I skipped it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I own a 360, I own a PS3, I own a Wii. I've owned every console since the Atari. Wow. Damn. Not, That's really I mean, not, aged not, you. Not everything. I mean, like, I don't have a Virtual Boy. Mm. 
you know but I mean like every major one like you know but so it's like it's very strange for me for this generation where I, I actually hedged my bets and yeah. I was thinking oh you're myself, just taking your time too like oh they're they're releasing this but like oh there's nothing to play on it mm. and then came the rumors like oh there's gonna be even more HD there's gonna be even like 2K there's gonna be 60fps HDR stuff and like alright I'll just wait for that then yeah. and like here's the problem like everybody's like talking about all this new technology or all this pixel pushing graphics power all the graphics all, all the graphics most graphics. most graphics yo so I was like and what am I gonna play yeah I think this <laughs> where is where games? I think this yeah. is where Nintendo Switch actually succeeded on that part they don't care about the 4K stuff they only care about like here's a new concept here's a port it's a it's a console you can play on your TV and it's also portable too. Which is but they've also yeah, tried to do a little bit of HD stuff. Like, like the Wii U. But yeah, but that wasn't really a huge focus with that. I mean, well, they were trying to... Okay, again, makes marketing for the Wii U. <coughs> but that was actually proper... That was a proper message. That was a proper focus for the Switch. Yeah. Like, it's portable, but it's also something you can play and hook up. And you can have like four controllers. Uh, you can have your, your main controller can actually split up to two. Yeah. You can have four people playing on the same console. Like, the only time Nintendo ever made a big deal about graphical fidelity was definitely the Super Nintendo. Because, and that was a long time ago. Yeah, man. it was like yeah. the Mega Drive came out 16-bit and say, and everybody was like shitting on Nintendo like, oh, yeah. you're still 8-bit. And then they came out with the Super Nintendo. Yeah, the most 7 shit. Yeah. And some of the best RPGs and video games and they were the first to get Street Fighter 2. Yep. And I was like, alright, remember that era? And then now it's very, I mean, it's kind of quaint yeah. in a way to see that, oh, yeah, you guys are still fighting about graphics. We we fought that battle before. Yeah. We'll just make good games. You guys have fun. You know what I mean? And I love that because like when Breath of the Wild dropped, yo. Yeah, that was the game. I mean, That's although although it wasn't for me, I think a lot of people who bought the Switch that was your first pick. Yeah, I mean, and it's not you know 4K, you know God Rays, yeah. anti aliasing. It was just else. a beautiful game that was beautifully designed. And it's it's aesthetics. Yeah. it's not just most. And size wise, yeah. it's what I mean. Yeah, it maxes out on the switch. That's the main issue with the switch. Is like the internal storage is mm. fucking a joke. And what's really cool is that Nintendo never actually delayed any of their games for this year. Whatever they announced, all came out as planned. Like you gotta remember, yeah. back in the GameCube era or even the Wii era, uh, Sunshine and Mario Galaxy they were delayed like a year before. After they, after they announced I mean, the console. For a company like Nintendo, especially if it's one of the... Even these other games were delayed too by a year. I or mean, even like, two years. You have to understand, these are the Temple games. These are like these are the Nintendo games. Sure, go ahead. Take your time to finish up your Zelda game. Exactly. I don't mind. You know? yeah. but, but I need a Call of Duty every year, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but at the same time, hey, I'm actually surprised. They actually stick to their dates. Talk to their dates. From Legend of Zelda to even the Mario game. The, well, they had to because game. at launch, remember, there were two games. Yeah, the Legend of Zelda and One to Switch. There was also like a Puyo Puyo Tetris and a Bomberman game as well. That oh came out. wow! Yeah, so Bomberman. there were actually a few games. Yeah, but as the as the as the month passed by, there were actually more games that actually stuck to the dates, like Splatoon Two, which I played a shitload when it came out. Arms, which I played okay, like a little bit. It's a great game, but still more of a party favor than a game. Yeah. It's gonna be an Evo, right? What's yeah, up with that? Evo Japan, Evo Japan. Mm. Yeah, they're trying to make it legit somehow, but they actually are updating a game, that which is, is not good. gonna happen. <laughs> you wouldn't know, man. Mario Kart know. 8, the best version of Mario Kart 8 I've played because I can actually bring it out to my friends and just play it wherever the hell we're at. On the Switchy? Yeah, and Super Mario Odyssey and Xenoblade 2. Nice games to actually end the year. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, like, if you want to get any system, I mean, the choice is very obvious. It's either, I mean, we did mention that, yeah, Xbox, you got to get your shit together. Yeah, and the but... PlayStation 4, there's a bigger library, but if you want something new and recent, I mean, for someone like me, I mean, 
I only bought my PS4 like maybe a year, a few, a few months later, or even like half a year later. Yeah. But Mine for the Switch, still in the box at home. Yeah. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> but for the Switch, I just bought it like a few months when it's close to ARMS and uh, Splatoon 2's release date. And I'm actually happy for it. I'm actually happy that I bought those games. No, I'm actually looking forward to getting a Switch because, of course, me being the idiot, I'm going to get the new Metroid Prime. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hopefully that's amazing. Based but, off of one screenshot. <laughs> dude, I mean, the thing is, if anything, I will always attest to the legacy that is Nintendo yeah. when they handle their products properly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like... There's probably more stuff coming. There's announcing probably definitely next, more yeah. stuff coming. Yeah, and announcing soon, you know. And also, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to have to port over all those Wii U games. Well, they, they oh, already they are doing the Bayonetta games. Too. And, yeah. been and Bayonetta 3 is also coming so, out. So, like, any news about Wonderful 101 or anything? Uh, they gotta work on Bayonetta 3 first. Maybe. Did, yeah, so. did Wonderful 101 sell well? Uh, no, it did but not. It's like, but it's we, a really good game. It's, it's a reason to get a Wii U because that game is... Yeah, it's up there. I mean, it's not triple A. It's a solid cult game, I guess. It's a solid, yeah. A solid cult game is a better description. It's just... Good, but of course it's tough as fuck, you know. Yeah, like any platinum games, it's tough as fuck. Oh well, yeah, I... dude, you, you're speaking to me. Of course, I'm gonna buy this game. Yeah. <laughs> now it's gonna be in a discount bin. Yeah. <laughs> Every person I know who owns a Switch absolutely love it. So it might be the first ever Nintendo console I own. Really? Mm. Yeah. I never got any other Nintendo console. Like my first console, I've said before, is a PS2. Yeah. I've yeah. owned two consoles in my life. What was the other one? 360. What you, where are you on the on the equation? Where, are you PS? Are you Xbox? I or are pre- you like where the games are? I'll go. I prefer three. I prefer the three sixty to PS three because your era. the games, right? Yeah, the games, games were definitely a lot better. The 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 shape of the uh, controller was much nicer. Which is a rip off the Sega, actually. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it's actually ergonomic compared to the PS four, where like yeah. you know you're cutting your hands on the corners. Yeah, okay. Xbox, like the when they do controllers, shock, they right? do right. Do it, yeah. do it right. Even like, the Xbox One X controller, that I buy it for my PC. So. Well, I, really? I got an <laughs> Xbox One uh, controller for my uh, laptop because there's some the, games where I play with a controller. There you go. And yeah. it feels so nice. Yeah. Like, it just is so comfortable. I, I can see you giving me dirty, dirty look for uh, getting a controller. <laughs> no, it's alright. I mean, I own three Xbox 360 controllers for my PC. Yeah, oh. they work. <laughs> All, and the USB ones, so I don't need to charge them. So like, it's ready to go anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I also want to talk. Okay, I mean, done. With the, I'm done with the <coughs> Nintendo Switch talk, but I kind of want to maybe bring up this one thing which kind of surprised me. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, there was a really big esports tournament that happened. Like, we're not talking like, oh, it's just a Singapore qualifier, like an Asian qualifier. It's a world fucking tournament that just popped up in Singapore. Really? Yeah. It's called the Vainglory World 2017. I mean, World Championship, but they call it Worlds. So yeah, it's basically We've never mentioned Vainglory in the podcast, so no, maybe you need to explain oh, the yes, game. Oh yes, of bit. course, of course. So Vainglory is a mobile game that's basically a three versus you heard three that mobile first, game. Last King fans, we're talking about mobile games. Yes, <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Don't don't throw the stones yet. Don't throw the glasses and pitchforks. It, it's a pretty looking mobile game. Yeah, I'll yeah. Say. Okay, so I've imagine imagine the okay, MOT. so imagine League of Legends of Dota two, except three versus three guys on one lane. And the jungle area at the bottom where Just you can one do your lane. farming. Yeah, one lane with the turrets and shit. Oh. It actually works. I played it a lot and holy crap, they actually did balance this game pretty well. Is or, it free to play? Yeah, it's free to play. Like 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 Little 2, it's free to play. Is it so free to win? Uh no, no, you don't. Really? Like, you can actually earn your characters if you play the game getting the Oh, they coins said the same stuff, shit yeah. about Battlefront 2 and um, No 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 no. Battlefront 2 you yet. pay for shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is more like if you wanna Get the rotating characters, go ahead and play it for free. If you want to be a tournament guy and play the whole roster, yeah, you're going to have to pay for that. So it's kind of like how Smite, where you get certain... Or Paladins, how Paladins work too. 
Uh, yeah. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> Okay, Smite, Smite then. We'll smite, smite the one where you play as different gods. Yes, yeah. that's and the it's, one. And it's more like third person rather than uh, isometric, so it actually feels yeah. like a you know a fun game. Kind of like what Oxmas there unleashed. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay. So and now you get the context of the game, but now this thing, this tournament that happened, it's happening for like the past four days as we're recording, and there... Actually, that actually Singapore right now. There's actually the really good team that actually plays Vainglory really well. Like there's a called team called Impunity. There are actually other teams as well in Asia as well in Philippines and Korea. But these guys, they are really so killing this is it. So a mobile game. What's the platform you're talking about? Uh, iOS and Android. So they play on phones or yeah, tablets? on phones, on phones and tablets too. You can you play on a both. whole tournament on mobile devices. Yes. Well, now there's on Razer phone because you know they're sponsors. They're the sponsors. This is gonna blow me away because right now we're entering an age where like you can get a decent gamer, a decent gaming PC for seven hundred dollars. Yeah. And then like to enter a Vainglory tournament, you need a thousand dollar phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although phone- I know the switch around is real. Yeah. Phones are getting crazy. Like you know, the phone I have right now is more powerful than the gaming laptop I got when I was thirteen. <laughs> I know that's crazy, right? It's it madness. blows me away. Yeah. You know what? And the thing is, how do you di- divert calls mid tournament? What if somebody just calls you? Oh, obviously, <laughs> obviously they're gonna shut off all the notifications. You have to anyway. play on silent. <laughs> you have to play on silent. But then, yeah. uh, definitely. Gonna I mean, like, obviously for a tournament, gonna you gotta like shut off. You know how? Like um, someone forgets to turn on notification. It's just like the girlfriend just sends something <laughs> on Snapchat. <laughs> You know, or like yeah. you get these weird like kind of notifications. And here's the strange thing about this: like when I was, inv- I mean, when I was invited to just check it out, I was like, uh, I'm gonna see this, and you gotta see like a bunch of people just clapping. But holy shit, the crowd and the intensity for the finals, especially when the Singaporean team was fighting against the Korean teams, Ooh. they were livid. I mean, they were like, they're just taking a little uh, clappers thing and just clapping and just supporting whoever which team is the best and whatnot. All the cheering, like you can feel the energy. Like imagine you're at Evo. And you're there when the finals are happening. I feel that, and that was just like a qualifier tournament for the Wolves, anyway, to determine who is gonna be on the semi on the quarterfinals per se. So any like personalities that like you know I mean, any recognizable faces? Yeah. Uh, Who's the guy to, to watch or to follow? Oh, um, I team guess Team Impunity. Yeah, right? Team Impunity. There's Team Rocks. There's Cloud Nine. I so mean, everyone knows who that Cloud Nine are here. Cloud Nine are there. Yeah, they. I think they got third place if I recall. They were fighting with Impunity for for like. Whoever gets third place. I'm talking about Team Singapore. So who are the personalities you need to watch out? No, if you want to support, I mean, we are a local a Singapore podcast. Well, I want to say Spaghetti, but the thing is, I think he changed to a different team now. He was from Impunity. Well, there's a guy named Aquatovar, I believe. Aquatovar. Yeah, Q U A T E R and V O I S. Aquatovar. That's how they pronounce his name. Uh, one, he's actually one of the team leaders for the for the team Impunity. Okay. Really, right. really talented kid. Knows how to fix his. Uh, Tanks and his carries and whatnot, or even his uh, jungler characters per se. How old is this dude? Wow, I think he's not even. I don't think he's even eighteen. I think all these players they're not even reaching eighteen at all. That's so depressing. Super young, yes. These are super young guys playing high level tournaments with high stakes going on. With thousand dollar phones. Yes. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I don't think they're even using their own phones. They're using like sponsored phones. You know, sponsored phones. Yeah. Yeah, you Razor know, phones. You know what's you. depressing? Razor phones. Yeah, Razor has a phone. I mean, you know this, right? I know, but it's like, uh, that's strange. Oh, so are they sponsored by. <coughs> yeah, they are sponsored by Razor. Min himself is yes. giving them phones. Today. I think Min was actually running around the tournament somewhere. Oh, wow. oh I can I believe that. I yes. can believe that. Yeah. Reminding everybody to get this new Razor braid. <laughs> yeah, but the whole point is, like, having a world class tournament in Singapore, it's not something you see every day. It's like having the main Evo event happening in Singapore. What's or it, even like the main Dota 2 internationals happening in Singapore. What's the attendance like? 
let's see. If I remember, Kalang Theater had how many seats? If I recall, it's the, the entire Kalang Theater. The entire seats were all filled. I think there were some people who were standing up for the finals. Interesting. And also for the Singapore, when the Singapore teams were fighting against, uh, like the Kalang the Theater Koreans. is like about the size of a basketball court. That's that's a few thousand. Yeah. Seats, yeah. So it's pretty yeah. actually, yeah. It's all filled out. I mean, the only times there were less people was only like when the Singaporean team wasn't playing. Right. Yeah. Hey, that's good. It shows and the that Americans are playing. That there's some local pride going on. Yeah, yeah. And the and, and all the teams here, these are not like low tier teams. These are like the best of the best guys, well, no, like American teams. I have tribe. no interest in esports, and I know who Cloud Nine are. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Cloud Nine are there. They're really raking and killing it, but. I think the Koreans are also doing a better job too, for well, say. Well, obviously. I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, I don't go battle Koreans and then MOBA. Like, that's yeah, yeah. the number one rule. I mean, they've been kicking ass since the 90s with StarCraft. So. Yeah. But <laughs> all I'm saying is, I'm just surprised this happened and I'm kind of happy it happened here and I get to sort of witness it a lot, you know, even though I didn't get to see the finals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always good to see someone nice and local, you know, make it. Yeah. Speaking of nice and local and making it. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, you want to talk about yeah, that? I didn't make it. I'm still here. <laughs> oh yeah, no. But yeah. I mean, I want to tangent off on what Mr. Toffee said because I mean, you did mention that you witnessed a very fun, a prestigious esports tournament. That turned out to be fun very for me. Yes, very all the prestige. Yeah, yeah. but very I mean, prestigious. I mean, okay. One of the moments for me for 2017 was also a tournament, as what you mentioned. I'm, I'm going to talk about what happened this year at Evo. Oh also, yes, Evo tell, 2017 was basically had one of the best Street Fighter finals I have seen. In a long time, probably since maybe Taigo versus uh, Ricky Ortiz, where it was literally like America versus Japan. <laughs> we have the young buck. We have the 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 old lion. You know, we have one of the five gaming gods going up against the new hope. Up and cover. <laughs> this up and cover. So I'm I'm definitely talking about the grand finals where a certain punk. I mean, is he sponsored yet? Uh. PG uh, Punk? Something, something punk? punk, yeah, he was sponsored, definitely. And Echo Fox's fucking Tokido, okay, one of my favorite Street Fighter players of all time. He has some of the best nicknames. Like, he's also known as The Murder Face. <laughs> yes, Ooh, The Murder because Face. Because he's got one of the most intense gaming faces of all time. <laughs> and the thing is, he's one of the most friendly people of all time. I mean, you've interviewed him, right? He is. I've had friendly chats with the he's guy. He's an adorable yeah. guy. Yeah. But the thing is, when he's on, he's. Fucking on! In the tournament, he will kill you. I mean, like one of the the, the legends of him is like he used to go to uh, American tournaments, right? And I think his earliest nickname was the Iceman or something. Uh-huh. Was he called the Iceman? I was the Iceman or yeah. like something cold related, yeah. right? And then all of America was basically no, no, no. Your name is Dirty Tokido because <laughs> oh, you're fucking cheap, bro. <laughs> okay. he and was he the guy revels who, in it, you know. He was one of the few who invented the Urian loop or whatnot, right? Back in Street Fighter 3? Yeah, I think he I think he performed an unblockable on the entire USA team during one of the EVOs using Urian during the Third Strike era. And of course, he's the inventor of the the very famous Akuma Vortex, which yes. every Akuma player in Street Fighter 4 has been using has, in Street Fighter 4. I mean, he, yeah. yeah, everybody's a direct descendant of this guy. Yeah. And the thing is, right, I mean, I mean to set it up. I mean, especially for guys like Tom who don't who doesn't really pay attention to esports, let alone fighting game esports. Like for me, this was it's not, it's not David versus Goliath. Mm-hmm. It's literally like you know you have one of the most dramatic, one of the most like you could not have planned this perfectly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it's like we're talking about this kid Punk. Punk is barely in his teens, right? Yeah. And then like you have Tokido who is hitting forty. Oh. And he is an old dog. He's been. Competing in fighting games since the nineties, yeah, like, like before Super Turbo, this, right? Yeah, since Street Fighter Two, like and like if if you think about it, right? 
Punk wasn't even born yet right. when Tokido was kicking ass at Street Fighter. So it's really like a kind of, kind of like Rocky Six. It's more like Yoda schooling it's like Luke all Skywalker. the Rockies. Yeah. It's like every amazing like uh, face off you can think of put into one glorious moment. <laughs> yeah. So again, on the left in this corner, the new American hopeful, America, the Great hosts White Hope. yeah. evil every year. Oh. And an American hasn't won Street Fighter ever. <laughs> and here, finally, and then, they brought to the pedestal the young guy. He's been killing all the legends. He's been kicking all the ass. He's like, no, taking names in Japan, in Asia. And everybody says, this kid, Punk, he's the future. And he's going to win evil because nothing can take him down. He's unstoppable. So there's this, all this grand posturing. Yeah. And you know, USA, USA, USA. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and then here we have the legend, Murderface. Mr. Tokido. Mr. Murderface, one of the nicest people in the world. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Echo Fox Tokido. And he sunned this kid so hard. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really. Like, if you watch the grand finals, especially the, during, like, the second set. I think it was the second set where you could see that Tokido is mentally breaking him down. And, he, and the thing is, right. Mr. Murderface broke a smile because oh. he has opened up this kid. <laughs> this kid was like basically riding this high horse. He he took down some legends. Mm-hmm. I mean, props to where props is due. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, what's that? Punk himself, he is a top, he is a good player. Don't get me wrong. And We're not is, discrediting we him at all. We also need to kind of mention the fact that he's one fucking hell of a trash talker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? Like, he brought teabagging to Street Fighter. Oh, he's that fuck guy. off with that. He's the guy who would knock you dizzy and before finishing you off, he will teabag you and then finish you off. Like, that's just... No, I think he's doing sorry. that to people he's close with. Maybe, just but just at the same time, yeah. like, the thing you're is... You're setting a precedent which shouldn't be happening. But then again, you're coming off as, like, a little bit overconfident, sir. And it's like, this is why, this is why I, th- I love the drama of this match especially. Because Tokido struggled a bit like for him to get into grand finals he had to take down a lot of guys a lot of his own home team competitors yeah and the thing is like oh my god usa versus japan for grand finals it's yeah. been a while it's a story let's yeah. go it's okay. a story worth and then telling the thing is, this was held at mendeley bay and it was the u.s audience but the thing is it's tokido so like the audience wasn't split it was yeah. basically we're rooting for the, the local guy finally america is gonna take its own tournament on home turf this new, new this game just came out that year yeah yeah. so it's like you know, alright and then the, one of the greatest disappointments and me being Asian and me being a Tokido fan since the early days watching him school this kid slaughter it's like a slaughter in a grand final sir <laughs> yeah. you know it's like not in some random pool match or in the quarters where like this was a match of like you know equal wits you know no, like, no. you have much to learn young Padawan <laughs> yeah. you know let me remind you who I am I am one of the five gaming gods of Japan, okay? Sorry, not today. You know, he put him down. The kid, like, I mean, props to going that far. Yeah. And like, no, you had to think, you needed one of the gods to take him down. Yeah. That was what... That says a lot about his potential. That says a lot about his potential. And... And he's still super young, so this is not the end of the world. I mean, like, and a testament to that is like the tears that were flowing from his face when he was receiving his second place medal, Mm -hmm. because you knew he wanted it that bad. Yeah, yeah. But no, not today. You're not ready for this. Yeah. No, and and anything like, I would say like, Tokido hasn't won an Evo or a BBB since for a long time. I think since CVS two. And that was like two thousand four. This is like before HD era. Like the thing is like during the entire India. like the eight years of Street Fighter Four, mm-hmm. like Tokido made it the grand, never made the grand finals, but he was always top eight, 
Yeah. And the thing is, like, it's his turn because, like, you have to understand, like, the old lions, like, okay, Onuki properly retired. Mm-hmm. Daigo is on his way out. He's turning more into like a personality. He, right he's, a, so he's placing top eight at the very least. I mean, he can. He yeah. still does. But the thing is, you can see his de- the devotion and drive is going else. So I I love the fact that okay, now it's Tokido's turn. You know, like, out of the original five gods. I mean, we still have Sako and Haitani. Sako, I think, is also close to retiring because, I mean, he's got married life and basically yeah. he's got things to worry about. And Haitani is like, he'll have a time to shine. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I just love the fact that, that after doing that at EVO, like, he came to Asia for Southeast Asian majors where I got to speak to him for a bit. Like, hey, Tokido, great job at EVO. Mm. And he said to me, Asankyo. <laughs> 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 like who are you? <laughs> Me, it's Doctor Sharp. Last game podcast. Oh, very good. Yeah, no, but and then he would sun all of Asia. Yeah, and like yeah, he's got it. And like to me, like as a fanboy, as a guy who's been sporting Mister Tokido San, like since the Third Strike era in beyond, like you know, recognizing like okay, there you go, it's one of the greatest matches in esports history. I mean, as much as people talk about like uh, moment thirty seven where Daigo parries the fuck out of like Justin, mm-hmm. like that's also another amazing moment where like a Japan sunned USA. Yeah, just just, just seeing Tokido win that was already a moment in itself. Just seeing Tokido break a smile and know that like, this guy has no idea what he does. Yeah. He has no chance. This is actually like the reverse of what happened in Evo two thousand thirteen, where Zian, our oh, Singapore. Street Fighter guy yeah, I was on Zian's side like, yeah, yeah. but the thing is like, I also have to give props to where props is due Zian decided to pick the one character nobody knew yeah. how to fight not just that because he actually did spar with Tokido a lot and he's always winning with Ken against his Akuma mm-hmm. always so when I saw him win against Tokido in the grand finals like yeah I think Zian might take this I know yeah. I called it even before like the, the, the tournament started I knew Zian yeah. because I think he 20 or 10 old Daigo in a casual yeah, yeah. or like maybe in a, in like in a, in a hotel room match and I was like wow like yeah this, he's the, the guy to watch yeah. but I mean like yeah long time coming from Mr. Tokuhida son yeah. but it's just like you know I mean you have to understand this guy can play any game in Wreck You like he's also a King of Fighters champion he's also a Tekken champion and if anything is like it's nice to see somebody my age from my era Still, just still, still got it. Dominates. I mean, like it's it's basically like Luke Skywalker. Yeah, still like, has that magic. You have much to learn, young man. <laughs> You're not ready, but like, good that you made it this far. Yeah. Okay, let me put you down nicely. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, like you know, man, all that condescending tone, yo. <laughs> yo, I mean, he was smiling. I know. He I was know. like pumping himself up, and like the thing is, Tokido is, I mean, he's an utter gentleman. I mean, yeah. he didn't trash talk. I mean, like yeah. you have to understand, Japanese players. Polite by default. Yes. And like, if Punk decided to do any of that trash talking, that tea bagging, show any form of disrespect, this victory would have been even more sweeter. <laughs> yes. But hey, my favorite moment was when he stunned him and he did the taunt combo to finish it from, I think, for the third match. Yeah. I was like, oh, Tokido, he's in his head. <laughs> You're fucked, young boy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but but then again, I would like to see this, uh, this uh, US player, Punk. Like what he's gonna do? What what he's doing for 2018? Like you know, is he gonna lick his wounds and come back stronger? I'm guessing I'm yes. So, yeah. Because the thing is, like he did know, place pretty high in uh, Capcom Pro Tour, the tournament that happened at the end of this year. So I'm really looking forward to this year's Evo. I mean, it'd be very upsetting if like Tokido doesn't make it the grand finals again yeah. because this would have been this is the rematch I want to see. Uh, speaking of which, Tokido did reach grand did reach grand finals in the Capcom Pro Tour. 
Yeah. He lost to what's the guy? He name? lost to a guy named Mena Mena Ardi, um, birdie player of all things, you know. Is, and Menard is from the uh, Dominican Republic, oh. if I recall. Yeah. So I mean, I love the fact that it's like not a game of just the Japanese people and whoever yeah. else. Yeah. It's basically there is a it's, good variation. It is worldwide yeah. now. Yeah. Variety, yes. But I'm a little bit upset. Like Europe is not showing much. I mean, Luffy. Uh, and... Luffy is a top eight, if I recall. Is Reinhardt still around from the UK? No, I mean he's still playing, but not. He wasn't at the top. Reinhardt is your guy. I mean, like mm. basically in the UK, he's the one fighting game. Like, but he's. Been... I think Tekken was more his thing than Street Fighter. Although Street Fighter Four, he played a good thing is, He did admit that he was more into King of Fighters, but he did play uh, Street Fighter Four because yeah. that's the, the hot shit game. To and play. he won a lot of Tekken tournaments since Part Three. So there you go. So I mean, if anything, I mean, this is a great year. If you're a fighting game fan, you know. Yeah, it like, was a good year, dude. It was, it was a, good a very year. good year. Oh, and even better. Okay, I know it's out of Street Fighter, but. Fighting EX layer, I think the beta came out a few days ago. Oh, with the Arika characters? Yes, the Arika characters. You're hyped game. for that? Actually, it's kind of fun. <laughs> Skullomania and all that? Yes, Skullomania, Darude, Garuda, and. Darude? Al- Darude, Al- Al- Sandstorm Yes, yes. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's I... actually a big Indian mustache man. Of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Sandstorm, get it? Yes. He's from the desert. Like, uh, aren't you God. more excited for Dragon Ball Fighters? <laughs> That's next year. I'm talking about this year. So This year? I mean next I mean I mean Dragon Ball Z Fighter Z is coming out next year, but for this year very early in 2018. Yeah, right? exactly. On January, go. end of January, yo. Ooh. Yeah, that's kick a- it looks like a kick ass game. It's coming on Steam yeah. too, right? Hopefully. Yeah, it's PC. It's also PC. Finally. Uh, well, Kamehameha goodness, yo. Is there anything else you want to mention? I mean, I'm kind of tapped out. Yeah, me too. I think that's all I can talk. I mean, what else can I say except it's a good year, 2017. Yeah, yeah it's been a very amazing year. I mean, ups and downs, uh, plot twists here and there. Absolutely. Yeah. So if anything, maybe we should wrap up this extra special uh, Yuletide Blessed uh, Last King episode. Hopefully you're all tucked away nice as uh, you know snow is pouring outside and you're by an open fire yeah. with your loved ones mm-hmm. and... Uh, Nice steaming pork on the dinner <laughs> on, the, on the dinner plate, you know. With your with hopefully a with gift. cranberry sauce. Hopefully a Nintendo Switch as a gift if you've been a good boy. Or an or... Xbox One because they need money. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully net neutrality doesn't lock down your door. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully your family have been kind of tolerable. Like... And you're not living in the UK. <laughs> oh. Are we really? Yeah, we have to bring that up. <laughs> so anything? I mean, it's been an especially interesting 2017. Absolutely. I mean. I, one small thing I enjoyed about 2017 is I got to join a podcast. And hey, yeah. We love your thing. company, dude. And we hope for many more years to come with your awesome presence. Uh, oh, I would say so maybe hopefully in 2018, bigger and better things for the podcast. Absolutely. So, gentlemen, okay, let's clink our uh, eggnog glasses. Uh, clink. <laughs> clink. And uh, okay, let's sign off for the last time for 2017. We're going to go on a bit of a break and come back mid-January. Uh, some of us are on holidays. Let us enjoy yeah. like, a nice quick break, you know, and like spend more time with our families. Yes, family is very important. I'm not saying that the Last King fans aren't our family, but you know, like the immediate family. Yes. Like our second families. Like, yeah, you, you, you guys are all cousins. We <laughs> yeah. think of you all as cousins. Cousins, we would, we would kiss. Awesome cousins. Awesome, awesome cousins. cousins. <laughs> Kissing cousins? No, kissing cousins? no, 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 kissing. Oh, no. Let's let's steer back on track here. We're going down a dark and dangerous path. So this has been uh, your co-hosts. I am, of course, uh, what was it? Ebenezer Shavik. Yep. Yes, I am Tom on the Shelf, still watching. Still I'm watching. Mr. Toffee the Snowman. Hopefully not going to melt anytime soon. Oh. Oh. Toffee doesn't melt, does it? It does. It gets chewy. But yeah. Chewy? <laughs> 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 Signing out. <laughs>
This Jingle Bell Spectacular Last King podcast episode is brought to you by... Could you try doing that a little bit smoother? <laughs> this right, right, right. episode, so podcast I'll do, episode... I'll do, I'll do it, I'll throw it to you, you introduce yourself, then right, come back right. to me. Alright, okay. let's go. This holy jolly special Christmas edition Last King episode is brought to you by Ebenezer Shafik. Mr. Toffee, Cratchit. <laughs> Why'd you have to steal my Christmas story? No, thing? I thought it's like Ebenezer and Bob Cratchit. Then you do something else. Okay, okay, fine. We'll toffee go. on the shelf. There you go. <laughs> well, like yeah, Christmas okay, toffee. Okay, I got, I got one. I got Christmas toffee. Christmas toffee. Yeah. All right, let's try. <laughs> do do we like need to do the intro again? Yeah. Okay. Call me in. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> 